You're listening to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750 AM. Every Monday through Friday from 8 AM to 9 AM, the Archdiocese of Chicago presents programming about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. Now again, Catholic Chicago. Welcome to Mission Matters Live, a program focused on promoting a spirit of mission among the people of God in the Archdiocese of Chicago. My name is Megan Mio. I'm coordinator in the mission office, and our engineer this morning is our uh, Mike and Javier. You are listening to WNDZ 750 AM. In this month, we are broadcasting on the third Thursday of the month from 830 to 9 AM. Today we are blessed to hear from Father Benjamin Chinapin, who is a chaplain for the Veterans Affairs Archdiocese for the U.S. Military Services, and he lives in San Diego, California. I think I heard you say good morning, Father Ben. Is that you? Yeah, thank you. Yes, indeed. We're so glad to have you here. Father Ben is also the founder and executive director of Dalit Solidarity, a nonprofit organization that envisions a society in India where all human rights are respected and the oppressed Dalit population will have access to quality education, health care, and economic development. I've asked uh, Father Ben to join us today to share with us his own knowledge and experience of this pandemic in India, especially this uh, second wave that's uh, been very difficult in these past months. As Catholics and people of goodwill, we are in solidarity with our suffering brothers and sisters, and so we are grateful that he is opening up and speaking about this pain in his home communities and his own personal experience of loss and hope. So, Father Ben, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you uh, for your invitation. Yeah, of course. For the last uh, few months, it was a very uh, intense uh, moment. Mm-hmm. both in the U.S. for me personally, mm-hmm. as well as for my people uh, back home in India. Mm-hmm. This sharing gives me a sort of relief mm-hmm. and comfort mm-hmm. by sharing my own story and the story of my people who have been deeply af- affected mm-hmm. by this unprecedented uh, uh, corona virus mm-hmm. pandemic. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much uh, for your invitation. Yes, of course. You're very welcome. Yeah, I, I, I think of, of this topic in particular as something that 
we are seeing some of it in the news these days, but I think it's important for us to hear it from someone like yourself who, who has a personal vested interest and you are hearing from folks on the ground in India what it's like. So uh, we wanted to help inform our listeners and to open their hearts to the reality. Yes, certainly. <clears throat> uh, India moved from successfully containing the virus mm -hmm. to the worst outbreak in the world. Right. In the first wave, India managed very well. There were not so many deaths mm. or infections. Initially, yep. But the second wave of coronavirus was very ferocious. Mm. Mm -hmm. As our Prime Minister Narendra Modi said, it was a storm that has taken the nation by surprise yeah. mm -hmm. because so many people got sick very fast mm -hmm. there were no hospital beds yeah. no oxygen no viral drugs mm -hmm. the hospitals okay. were totally overwhelmed yeah. yeah the healthcare system completely collapsed mm -hmm. And they were turning away thousands of the people. People were arriving in ambulances, cars, scooters, mm -hmm. and auto rickshaws, mm -hmm. pleading for admission. Yeah. But no one could help them anyway. It looked like a war zone, in fact, in Delhi, in Mumbai, mm -hmm. even in South India. Mm -hmm. People were all scrambling for medical oxygen and supplies. Yeah, oxygen, yeah. Even the makeshift cremation sites were very busy. Mm. For the Hindus, you know, cremation is a very important part of their life. Mm -hmm. But even uh, those places were out of space because too many bodies were being burnt. Right. So people were running here and there. Mm -hmm. even to give a dignified burial, and even it was not possible right. because everything was overloaded. Mm -hmm. People were working around the clock, you know. Mm -hmm. So it was really heavy burden, mm -hmm. even for me watching from here, yeah. my own people suffering like this. The yeah. situation was very scary. Yes. We don't know how India got to this point. This in uh, the pandemic at this time, and so many countries are really conquering and containing the virus. Yeah. As I told you, we did initially very well mm -hmm. through the lockdown, right. and it was very strict lockdown. People had to walk to their homes from big cities, thousands of the miles by walk, by a train, by cycles. Mm -hmm. The entire country was basically frozen. Right. But in a way, it contained the virus, even though the economy completely broke down. Right. So it was a devastating lockdown. Mm -hmm. People lost their jobs. And the biggest impact of this lockdown was, honestly, the poorest people. Right. Who were living from hand to mouth. Yeah. Because these poor people have no savings few dollars per day. You can imagine how tough it could be. Yeah. 
So yeah. when the lockdown was lifted in June, people went for work. So the first wave, we never had any great healthcare crisis at all. Okay. As the time passed, you know, there was even a sense of victory. Mm. Even the prime minister claimed that the mission was accomplished. Yeah. Yep. But in January 2021, in 20, uh, February, it was, life was very normal. Mm-hmm. As if nothing has happened. Mm-hmm. It was pretty successful start. 2021. Okay. But things changed dramatically because of the political campaigns, rallies, oh. and religious pilgrimages of the Hindus in mm-hmm. the Haridwar, mm-hmm. which is very important uh, part of their life. Yeah. Millions of the people gathered near River Ganges. Right. Oh dear. Yeah, that's dangerous. It's a protocol. COVID protocols were not followed, Mm -hmm. no social distancing, no mask. Mm -hmm. So certainly, everybody was taken by surprise when the attack came into reality. The government was encouraging people for vaccine. And in fact, India was one of the largest producer of the COVID vaccine. Since everything looked normal, people were not interested. And these government people were giving wrong messages. They were not giving clear messages to the people. In one way, they are asking to have vaccine. The other way, they are running the political campaigns where Mm -hmm. we can see a huge sea of people. Right. At rallies and things of that nature. So because of this, uh, Mm -hmm. this second wave really uh, had a devastating impact on entire nation hmm. and even today we are paying heavy price yeah. for these things yeah. so this outbreak really exploded beyond what we can handle mm-hmm. even the government cannot do anything at this time and they were trying their level best yeah. mm-hmm. and the frontline workers doctors did wonderful work mm-hmm. and we lost more than 850 doctors the line of duty. Mm. So my sense is that government was totally overwhelmed. People were very scared. Mm -hmm. And now the government is considering, has considered more uh, drastic uh, lockdowns. So everybody says the same thing, but the speed of this um, spread just took everybody by surprise. So we are still working on the situation even though uh, it has come to some level of control, the damage has been too much. It's been done. Yeah. We lost so many loved ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, we lost so many. Uh, we are still so many people are still in the hospital suffering. Mm-hmm. So in this kind of situation for me personally, mm-hmm. it was a personal loss, a personal grief also. Of course. But as the whole country is supporting India, not only the whole country, yeah. even the whole world is supporting us. That's right. To move from this tragedy, yeah. to find some relief. So this is pretty much the grim reality mm-hmm. of this COVID-19 at this time. Mm-hmm. In spite of this, 
uh, desperate situation. Mm-hmm. There has been some hope yeah. from the world communities. Right. I am very thankful to the U.S. and to the world communities mm-hmm. in coming forward to share our grief and losses. Mm. Yeah, and to try to lend a hand as well. Um, that was one of the reasons I hope to have you on our show today, because I think people need to have a little more information to understand what that reality is and then also what the best way to help it, it would be. Um, and, I, you know, you mentioned the lockdown last year and that you expect another one to come. I think this is one of the things that, that we in the U.S. are... Um, not aware of that when these really strict lockdowns occur, um, that like you mentioned, the people, the poor people, people in the rural areas, who earn just enough in the day to eat that day, um, when these lockdowns occurred, there was great suffering and and a very severe fear of famine and and folks um, dying of hunger. Now you have an organization, Dalit Solidarity that was providing um, a number of different services, most especially education for um, poor children. And, but it, I understand that you you adapted the work that you were doing with Dalit Solidarity in an effort to try to relieve some of those fears, some of the concerns about hunger and, um, and some of the protective equipment as well. Is that correct? Yes. The lockdown has really brought so many lives to the... Um, poverty to the extreme poverty mm-hmm. because many of these are daily uh, wages uh, we call coolies mm. they go every day for work to mm. feed their families mm-hmm. because of this lockdown they could not get any jobs right. survival has become a critical issue mm-hmm. starvation has led to malnutrition mm. and poor immune system who are more vulnerable to this coronavirus. Yeah. As parents die, many children have become orphans right. and uh, destitute. Mm-hmm. So in this kind of situation, Dalit Solidarity has been always on the front line, mm-hmm. helping these migrant workers, these uh, daily workers, mm-hmm. in getting some food. Mm-hmm medicine and also PP kits kits yeah pr- personal sanitary, protective equipment. Um, mm-hmm. hygienic kits mm-hmm. in whatever we so can much. help them mm-hmm. to protect them yeah and also we provided some education and training how they have to remain uh, well protected by following the covid protocols mm-hmm. so we also encourage the local communities to go for a vaccine. Mm-hmm. People were a little bit scared, skeptical of going getting vaccine. Right. So in this kind of situation, we encouraged them. But a vaccine is the only way of protection. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, we also worked with the local diocese, uh, Jesuit social welfare centers, mm-hmm. NGOs, mm-hmm. in helping the communities mm-hmm. finding some hope yeah. and meaning for their lives. Yeah. Working together, because as you we said, also the, the numbers are so high. The food packages, mm-hmm. like 10 kilos of rice, 
dal mm -hmm. and the cooking oil mm -hmm. spicy items mm -hmm. uh, worth of $15 per fam family mm -hmm. that food package will help them for at least for one or two weeks so i have rec i have received request from 3000 uh, people in india mm -hmm. all over india uh, because i published on the Facebook of mm -hmm. our relief efforts. Yeah. So we are starting uh, our campaign, food campaign this week. Oh, excellent. Uh, pro uh, providing uh, food and medicine and PP kits. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so our target is at least to raise uh, $100,000 in the coming uh, weeks. Okay. To support three dioceses in Tamil Nadu, where I come from. Okay. The bishop also spoke to me. Actually, I sent you yesterday uh, a video message uh, from Bishop Nidinaren okay. asking for an appeal. If you open your email, suddenly you will find that message today. Okay. So these are some of these uh, initiatives I have taken from here right. in wiping out the tears of my people. Yeah, yeah. And getting I have some been help personally from affected by this uh, pandemic, even though I work at the VA in San Diego. You know, Father Ben, I'm going to ask you to pause right there because I think we need to take a break, but we will talk more about how you have been personally affected and what you're hearing from the bishops on the ground in India as well when we return. So stay Absolutely. tuned. We'll be right back. Absolutely. Throughout the COVID-19 pandemic, Catholic Charities has continued to respond to the needs of people who come to us for assistance. More than 850,000 meals and food parcels have been offered to those who are struggling with food insecurity. Over 108,000 homelessness prevention hotline calls have been answered. Over 22,000 people have received mental health services and $2 million in financial assistance has been provided to keep people housed. If you or someone you know needs assistance, email us at gethelp at catholiccharities.net. That's gethelp at catholiccharities.net. Or call 312-655-7700. That's 312-655-7700. Before, during, and after COVID-19, Catholic Charities is here for you. The Word Made Clear is exactly what its name implies. It's an easy-to-understand explanation of the Word of God, the Gospel. Hello, I'm Father James McElhone, Director of Biblical Formation for the Archdiocese of Chicago. I'd like to invite you to take our free online Bible study program by going to thewordmadeclear.org. Our website offers an audio-based guide to the Gospels of Mark, Matthew, Luke, and John. Listen to my lectures and follow along with the handouts provided. There are even discussion guides. You can also explore the biblical roots of the Mass. And there are links to a wide variety of biblical sources that will benefit both teachers and students of the sacred scriptures. Just go to wordmadeclear.org to experience our free online Bible study program. Again, it's free at wordmadeclear.org. It's the Word of God. Enjoy.
and welcome back to Mission Matters Live. I am Megan Mio, coordinator for the Mission Office, and I have with me on the phone Father Benjamin Chinapin, a chaplain of the Archdiocese of the U.S. Military Services and executive director of the nonprofit Dalit Solidarity. And we've been talking uh, uh, with Father Ben and learning from him about the situation in southern India as this disastrous pandemic, especially the second wave, continues to cause suffering and loss. And so, um, Father Ben, just before we we stopped, you were beginning to share um, what you've been hearing from the bishops on the ground, how the church is reaching out to folks, and how you yourself... um, as someone who's from that area of India, I'm sure you have loved ones, family, friends who've been affected, and, and you've had some loss as well. Please tell us. Yes, Megan, thank you very much. You know, I'm very thankful to the Archdiocese of uh, Chicago. Uh, it is still my home. Mm-hmm. As I worked for almost uh, 14 years That's right. in Chicago for our veterans and their families. Right, at the Heinz VA. Yes, at the Heinz VA. Mm-hmm. So your invitation is really comforting mm-hmm. and uh, giving me lots of hope. Mm-hmm. As a Talit Solidarity is a tax exempt charity in the U.S., right. we are working uh, with the local government in India mm-hmm. as well as with the local diocese and some religious uh, uh, congregations okay. in um, providing uh, some hope and relief. Mm-hmm. As I mentioned earlier, this pandemic has left many children also as orphans and the destitutes, mm-hmm. um, which is very uh, painful uh, phenomena. Mm-hmm. Our solidarity has reached out to these c- communities, especially to the widows mm-hmm. and daily wages and people with disabilities. Mm-hmm. Many of them are Dalits too. Dalit, yeah. I am currently working with the Changalpattu Diocese, uh, Bishop uh, Nidhinathan, okay. and mm-hmm. the Velour Diocese nearby mm-hmm. with administrator since the diocese is vacant. Mm-hmm. And also uh, religious communities like uh, Loyola Jesuit uh, Mission in Chennai mm-hmm. in providing some food, some medicine, some uh, sanitizers like um, oximeters, masks, and even some hygienic kits yeah. and some dry ration kits. Yeah. These are some of the ways I'm trying to relieve the pain of uh, my own people. Mm-hmm. It, and it sounds I like you're working with the church. Cool, available to yeah. the local government yeah, okay. to take care of the uh, corona uh, patients. Right, the school building you're talking about, right? Yeah. That your building the was not in use. officials came and they inspected our school. Okay. They told us when the public hospitals, government hospitals are overflowing, mm. we are going to bring out uh, those patients for care to our school. Mm-hmm. Like that, you know, um, I am in touch with those uh, local NGOs also. NGOs. In whatever way we can find some hope and give them some hope. Um, yeah. This is this has been my biblical call. Mm-hmm. This has been my witness value. Mm-hmm. I can mind my own life in San Diego, but when my people are suffering, yeah. I have to respond. Right. I have to 
hear that cry also. Yeah. As Pope Francis has mentioned uh, recently, mm-hmm. how uh, we can share the resources globally mm. to uh, help the communities. Mm-hmm. I was very much impressed by the, even the U.S. Bishops' Conference as well as the European Bishops' Conference you know, shared responsibility for the whole humanity. Right. And that inspiration came from Pope Francis. Mm-hmm. So I am very thankful uh, for the um, Bishop's Confer- U.S. Bishops' Conference as well as uh, Pope Francis and reaching out to our people and also uh, globally mm-hmm. in reaching out the most uh, vulnerable communities right. in India during this time of pandemic. Well, this is solidarity. This is truly yes, indeed. Yeah. being uh, suffering together and, you know, celebrating our joys together and suffering together. Um, and when there's a community in need, we all arrive. You know, we all have our responsibility to one another as brothers and sisters. Um, now, um, you mentioned that you've been talking with the bishops. I also want to mention, I know we spoke about this before, but I want our listeners to know... Um, I have one news source, Agencia Fides, uh, recently, uh, at the end of May, put out a notice about how uh, the church in India is really affected by this pandemic. You mentioned there's been a loss of doctors and nurses. There's also been a terrible loss of priests, nuns, and even bishops. Um, As of May 30th, according to Agencia Fides, 204 priests, 212 uh, nuns, and three bishops have already passed uh, due to this pandemic. Um, so uh, this church in India is is hurting. Um, even as you know, you mentioned you through Dalit Solidarity, you're working with church leaders on the ground. You're trying to offer some um, relief. Um, so we have a responsibility as church around the world to be in solidarity. So I want to ask you, with our last few minutes, um, what can our listeners do? What, what would you ask of us here in the U.S. in the Chicago area? What can we yes, do totally, to offer our uh, solidarity and support? More than, according to the current uh, statistics, um, closer to 300 priests and mm. more than uh, 250 nuns died mm. and four bishops. Four now. Oh my goodness. Including my retired bishop. Mm. He just retired a few months ago. Mm. And it's a big loss for my diocese and for me personally. Most of them died on the line of duty. Right. They're, they're dying Especially doing what they... the priests and sisters were involved mm-hmm. in community outreach. Mm-hmm. So certainly they were mm, vulnerable to the virus. Yeah. And I lost personally a few uh, priest friends. Mm. Uh, for me, this is a really huge loss. Mm. I have been grieving for all these days. Mm-hmm. As I was telling you know, how the di- uh, Archdiocese of Chicago or the people in Chicago can help us mm-hmm. during this time of um, pandemic, mm-hmm. as we are all going through a valley of darkness. Mm-hmm. Our charity, Dalit Solidarity, is a non-profit organization, mm-hmm. and all your donations are tax-deductible. Mm-hmm. Certainly, your contributions can help yeah. children and the widows to keep them going, yeah. to provide education uh, for the for the children who are who are left the school because of the situation. Yeah, and also um, I am looking for some 
food relief packages mm-hmm. that cost $15 per pack, yeah. which can be distributed many of these families in these dioceses and also through these religious communities who are working on the ground. Mm-hmm. And also we like to distribute hygienic and PP kits Mm-hmm. That could include soap, sanitizers, masks, and so many things. You know, right? Yeah, and they can they can find out how to donate on um, your website, which is dalitsolidarity.org, d a l i t s o l i d a r i t y dot o r g dalitsolidarity.org. Again, and you can find out their um, phone number and email address. Um, obviously, you can make the donations there, and you can learn a little bit more about what Dalit Solidarity is doing on the website. So we invite our listeners to go there. Now, we're, we're just about out of time, so I just want to say finally, Father Ben, so sorry to hear about the losses that you personally have experienced, that the losses of, of the church in India and the, the country of India is experiencing right now. Um, and we are with you in that. And so I, I also remind our our listeners that prayer is also the most powerful. But listening here today, you've learned something new. Hopefully you'll go out and learn a little bit more, look in the news, look, um, hear about what's going on in your diocese to support the church in India, and that you'll pray in a special way uh, for all those losses that we have experienced. So thank you so much for joining us, Father Ben, and for sharing this very personal experience. May God yeah, thank you again, uh, Megan, Dodge yes. uh, of uh, Chicago. You're very welcome. Uh, for your timely intervention. Yeah, and let this common experience of grief and loss unite us and inspire a new sense of mission. We're called to be a people of hope. So don't forget to tune in next month for more Mission Matters Live. Thank you for listening. And always be on mission. Join us every Monday through Friday at this time for Catholic Chicago. You can stream our programs live or listen to past programs by visiting our website, archchicago.org, and clicking on Radio TV. And please connect with Catholic Chicago on social media.